everyone, and welcome back to the More Than Sports podcast with your host, Mr. More Than Sports, or aka Boraj. And I know I've been away for a little minute, had a lot of family members come over, but it is what it is, and now we're back to talking some hoops. And I've been watching the NBA final so far. I have seen, I would say, mm, about two to three games that I found good in the NBA final so far. We've been through five games. Last game was yesterday as I'm recording this on Tuesday. So I'm going to break down what I've seen and learned in this series so far because there's a lot of things that are also entertaining, but at the same time are also kind of like what the fuck is happening type stuff. So let's get right into it from game one. We have the Celtics, right? They get in. They show the Warriors of how they are gritty, super rough. I would say because Boston does have that grittiness to them. Coming off a great series versus the Miami Heat. And also they beat the Milwaukee Bucks. And before that they beat Kevin Durant and Kyrie and didn't even give them a dub. So it straight swept them. And Tatum and Brown have been playing really, really, really well. Like a really good tandem both of them have. And the role players were playing really good feeding off of them too. And what I've seen in this series, because I'm going to give Boston a lot of credit, because if they do end up winning this series, it would be one of the best runs I've seen in a minute. Because you beat the best players supposedly in the world, which is Kevin Durant, according to Skip Bayless, but we can always discuss that in another day. But we'll give Kevin Durant that title, since uh, the Lakers weren't, uh, no Lakers talk. (laughs) And then they beat the best player in the world, in my opinion, which is Giannis. He deserved that title. He won last year, had a dominant performance. Beat them in Game 7 on Giannis's court. Whipped their ass. And then they go to Jimmy Buckets and the Miami Heat. And uh, they kind of almost choked that. But again, they won a dub in Game 7. So they have two Game 7 wins, right? So very impressive. And then they come into Golden State and take Game 1. And again, in fourth quarter, Boston has been terrible this year. It, just seems like, it feels like the moment seems to like overwhelm them at times. Where Tatum doesn't know what he's doing. It's like it's it's just weird when they get into like a five minute game with this either like a two three point game and they just seem to not know how to close. And I'll talk about that a little bit later because there's a lot of things wrong with Boston, even though they're a young team and everybody's excited. Anyways, they take game one because Al Horford went super sane mode and just knocked everything down, couldn't miss a shot. And uh, I think it's Derek White also just. Uh, Reminded everybody that he was the best pickup in the uh, trade deadline. Because that's when he got picked up. I can't remember exactly, but I think that's when it was. Anyways, they take that, and then the Golden State Warriors were shook. Like, wait, what the fuck? We usually um, destroy teams because they just have this wrath when they're up, like, 11, 12 points. You really cannot come back against the Golden State Warriors because they're just the Golden Empire and just send teams home after that. But anyways, Boston figured it out, which I was like, hmm, interesting. I had I had Boston winning in seven. Realistically, I thought they could win in six, but I just feel like this would be going into game seven. But anyways, they got that. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Game two, again, uh, Draymond Green goes berserk. Uh, amplifies the game a little bit more, gets the crowd going, does a few shenanigans here and there, uh, literally tackles uh, our boy uh, Williams and... Uh, 
yeah that was that and i was like okay the Celtics are kind of complaining to the refs and again i'm gonna get into the refereeing in this game because not game series it's been kind of i don't know what the hell it has been but uh i'll discuss that but anyways yeah golden state does their thing handles business goes up and jordan pool it's a pool party out there they won that and then game three we go and then Boston obviously has at home and they've kind of ampla, you know, like it's the first time big game in Boston in a minute. Uh, I think the last time they were there in the NBA finals is 2010 when Kobe and the Boston Celtics faced off in the big three. So Boston was lit. They had a few uh, choice words for Draymond Green in the crowd and uh, Boston gets that dub where Jalen Brown looks like he's playing amazing. And again, the Boston Celtics kept their turnover low, key point low. And then we go into game four and Steph Curry has the best game that I've seen him play. Um, performance wise, I would say uh, just other games that I've seen him where he's just like nutty. But this game was where I f- realized like, yo, this is Steph. Like Steph is literally going LeBron A right here. Nobody can really beat LeBron because even LeBron in that building destroyed the Boston Celtics and already gives them nightmares every single day. But Steph Curry kind of had like a resemblance performance of that, in my opinion. Did everything uh, Boston was playing. I would say pretty good defense on Steph. Some of the calls were meh. Again, we'll talk about the reps in a bit. But uh, Steph did what Steph does. And he had that game that everybody wanted him to have in the finals. KD wasn't there. Didn't need a carry. Iggy was there, but was on the bench because he's too old to play right now. But Curry had it, and they secured the win. Even though I felt, again, uh, Mr. Tatum could have done a little bit better, but we'll get to him a little bit later. I'm just going to quickly break down the games, and I'll get into the individuals of how, how I'm feeling in this series. And then we come into Game 5. And in Game 5, yesterday night... Um, a lot happened actually last night. Uh, Golden State comes out. It feels like they're playing with a lot more energy. They've amped up the defense. They're playing a little bit more physical. They're matching Boston's physicality. And it seemed like Boston was still on like a little bit of a chill mode. Like I was like, Yo, Boston, usually you play a little bit more outgoing. You're uh, up in Golden State. You make tough, uh, life tough for them. But it seems like vice versa. And they have like a pretty big lead. And then... Um, Going into the half, they were up, I think, 11, if I'm not correct. I don't have the stats in front of me. I'm sorry. I don't know. Nobody ever gives me the stats like that. But I think I have a pretty good memory. I think they were up 11. And then Jalen Brown comes out and just goes on a mission. Like, I was taking a washroom break and uh, stomach was kind of upset. So I was in there for like a minute or two. I come back upstairs and it's a one-point lead. I see Jason Tatum hitting a three. I'm like, whoa, what happened? Good thing I had a DVR, so I went back and I'm like, okay, foul on Clay. Okay, like Jalen Brown set the tone for third, and Boston fed up, bet on that, and uh, they played really well in the third because the Warriors are known for their third uh, Golden State uh, Empire just attacks, just assaults. You can call it whatever. It's like nuclear attacks in the third. And I've seen it time and time again where most teams can recover. I vividly remember one scene where in 2017, can I go back? Was it 2017? No, 2018 when LeBron is carrying that uh, Cavs team and they don't really have Kyrie. And LeBron kind of countered the Golden State third just by himself because he was uh, on on one that game because he had like 51 points in total. But we won't talk about it. That's the only other person that I've seen kind of counter the Golden State uh, third quarter but this was like weird and Celtics really didn't do a great job of closing the third just because again some of the shots that I think Jason Tatum was taking 
I just scratching my head and I get it that you went to the Mamba Academy you really like Kobe Bryant and you really want to be like Kobe and I can see it but I just just the shot selection at times I just couldn't because I've seen Kobe make those shots but Tatum was trying to kind of like replicate that and it wasn't happening he if I can remember correctly, I think he put up at least three or four air balls in last last, last night's game, which I really haven't saw Kobe do that. I mean, I really get to see Kobe in his beginning. I remember he had those three air balls in, against Utah, but, but he was like young, like 19, 20. But these players are a lot more skilled. They've seen a lot more footage. They work out. They have trainers and... <laughs> to be that with all the scouting report you have and you're still doing that i don't know how i feel about that but anyways jordan Poole comes in the game for some reason like jordan Poole cannot miss sometimes even i'm scratching my head and i'm like yo what this guy legit thinks he's steph curry but and then sometimes he tells me he is steph curry because that shot at the end of that third quarter was huge that's a steph curry type of shot i've seen it so many times and that was a big momentum shot huge huge so then we go into the fourth and uh, the celtics just <sighs> let's just break down the fourth here we get into the fourth the celtics don't even score it's like a, z- a zero z- i think it was a 7-0 run or 11-0 run i can't remember it correctly but clay is making threes jordan Poole is getting by defenders curry's on the bench at this point and steph's not really having his best game to me, he kind of seemed like a little fatigue. I'm not going to make excuses for him, but he seemed a little fatigued because you don't really see Steph Curry shot get blocked from behind. Well, that's a different story. So I give Steph a pass, I guess, kind of, sort of. I don't know what you guys think. Do you give Steph a pass for that? But so we're going. And uh, again, Jason Tatum, I just, just the timing and the shot selection was to me not great when this game five is pivotal because you're gonna go back to boston and it's in your hands it's in your hands it's there it's a one-point game and now you're down like eight nine it's like eight nine ten minutes ago and your your shot selection again you're trying to mimic kobe bryant like i know he doesn't get his calls when he goes to the rim and again the celtics yesterday were complaining hella i mean a man you their coach he was not having it as well because he he told them like yo guys stop complaining like the the refs call the game in a certain way and i think sometimes the celtics they complain just a little bit more than the warriors do because i do feel like the warriors get away with get away with just a little bit more just because they've been here they've done this before they've been experienced team man and this is a young boston celtics team that again like it felt like for the first time in this series the pressure was there and it finally got to them where it was like their nerves and like just some of the decision making late in the fourth was like terrible and again i mean you it didn't call the timeout but i could see it on his eyes like what are guys like what are we doing we've always been this composed team like we know what we need to do take advantage of the mismatch take advantage of the mismatch for some reason i think jason tatum kind of forced it again having that mamba mentality of being like i've been struggling this entire series but but i need to have a big game and he kind of forced it that's what i realized and my guy jalen brown if you guys don't follow me on instagram 
I made this post before the series even started. To me, I felt Jalen Brown was a little bit more important than Jason Tatum, even though Jason Tatum got all NBA first team. I just feel like Jason, Jason, not Jason, Jalen is the kind of the engine, like how Draymond is for uh, the Warriors. Not in like the same style, but it just seems like Jalen attacks the rim. Feels like he wants to dunk on people. He wants to get there. For me, when J Jason Tatum goes to the rim, it seems like he's looking for contact. He's looking for the James Harden type play. And again, one thing I've realized in these NBA finals is that the refs have been super weird with how they officiate the game. Sometimes they go in the lane and they won't call it. And sometimes they'll call a weird ass foul. And again, as a player, you have to look at the refs. If I'm going in three, four times, I can't look for contact. I have to go through the contact because I know the refs aren't calling these BS plays that would happen in the regular season. And to me, Jason Tatum... Anytime he gets in the lane, he's not trying to go through defenders. He's trying to look for the contact and the refs are just not calling it. They're not. That's why sometimes I'm a little bit more impressed how Jalen Brown goes in. He goes in strong and sometimes I'm like, yo, like, this guy got hacked, but they don't call it. But at least he's going in strong and not looking for the contact. He's not initiating it. But for Jason Tatum, he goes in trying to look for the contact and always ends up being some weird shit that happens. Either the ball gets out of his hands or it's a turnover or... It, it just hits the rim or something and it's short I'm, and he's fit his finishing this series has also been like terrible i've seen jason tatum go to the rim like six seven times and just miss layups and then his body language is even terrible like you look at it and it's like oh like, it's like how high school kids react when they miss just looking up and and again the one thing boston lacked last night which i think a lot of people might have picked on they don't have a true point guard like, Marcus Smart plays it. I feel like Jason Tatum could be that guy because sometimes he makes passes. I'm like, yo, GT, like, you could do that. You don't have to be this Kobe-esque type scorer. If this is what they're giving you, make the right read. Implement a little bit of a LeBron game. I know you're not really big on that, but, like, implement that read and react on what the defense is giving you. Don't force it, man. Because some of the passes Jason Tatum does make, I'm like, damn, that's almost LeBron-esque type. He kicked it out to Derek White, I think, and Marcus Smart a couple times. Gave a nice bounce pass to our boy Williams again. And it's just like, yo, you could do more of that. You don't need to be the scorer. I think, like, anytime Jason Tatum hits, like, more than 8-9 assists in this series, the Celtics have won every single game. And anytime he's on a high, he shoots very high volume, they've lost. And again, the, the Boston Celtics turnovers are killing them because their half-court defense is stellar they make golden state work their ass off and you can see like golden state is like we don't really want to be in this half court set bro because steph is looking to switch the they'll hedge they'll drop they'll blitz here and there and it's just it's fucking the warriors do not want to be in that the way the warriors score is when jason tatum or jalen brown are getting into the lane and just making these awful passes or jalen brown's handle with the ball is not there it's like a solid 70 overall like 2k level it just seems like he always loses the ball or crucial times at crucial times and this can't happen i think the record the stat like the best stat is when the Celtics turn the ball over 16 or more times, uh, 16 or more times, they're like 16 and two. I mean, two and 16. And if it's under that, they're like, I think like 10 and one or something. And that's like the magic number. And if, I feel like if they can stay underneath that, they will be fine. They will be fine. But for every single time, I'm just looking. I'm like, yo, like, 
what are these turnovers live ball turnovers they could, if it's dead ball turnovers fine and if you watch the game carefully as a student you will see even if it's a dead ball turnover golden state grabs the ball like from the field pass it pass it they want to push that shit they're trying to push and get they do not want Boston's defense to be set because when it's set, it's really, really tough for Warriors to score. But when it's live ball turnovers, Golden State's licking their chops. They're like, we got this because it ends up being a three. It ends up being a three and those are demoralizing as fuck. And again, um, our defensive player of the year, Mr. Marcus Smart. I know that that questionable play there was... Um, I think it was late in the fourth, but Clay hit that three, and he kind of like pushed off. And defensive player of the year flopped. And again, I keep emphasizing this: is when you know when you know the refs are not calling these ticky tack floppy type plays, you cannot do that. You have to fight through it. And I know Marcus Smart is like that. He can fight through almost anything. And then he got a little mad about that. Got a tech right. And then after the tech. Again, you have to read. You have to read the room. You have to read the game. Gets the ball from the sideline. Tatum throws it in. And he kind of does like a whiff. Jordan pull flop. But again, the refs, they're looking for this. And again, they get the ball the other way. Celtics are beating themselves more in this series than the Warriors are beating them. If the Celtics can clean up with all these messes that they're creating for themselves, I think they would be in the lead. They could have won game four. They could have won game five. But they just live ball turnovers, complaining to the refs, and terrible shot selection. Terrible. And I do believe they will get game six. But again, now your Golden State has that game in their pocket. Now they can free, play a little bit more freely. And when you can play a little bit more freely because you know you got a game in your pockets, takes that little bit of a pressure off. And Boston's going to be in a very, very stressful situation. All right, because the Warriors are looking to close it, and Boston needs this game. I really want Boston to win so we can get a game seven, because then I feel like the pressure goes back on the Warriors, back in game seven. And remember the last time game seven was on the bo in Golden State, and we we all know how that went. So I'm very looking forward to these last two games, and I will kind of do a little bit more of an in-depth breakdown of what I think will happen in game six and game seven if there is one. But the series is turning up, and this is what Boston needs to clean. And my boy Andrew Wiggins from Brampton, killing it, killing it. Talk a little bit about him going into uh, Game 6. I will have that podcast out by tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow, and then I believe I'll post it on Thursday, or maybe I might just post it Thursday tomorrow, because I think I might have a bit more time to do that. But... Uh, Hopefully you guys are enjoying all the content. And again, if you guys want to follow me on Instagram, it is more than sports podcast where I do shorts. I do like a little bit of quick of a breakdown, post some highlights, check that stuff out. And then on the TikTok, it's the same thing, it's just, but it's more than sports, right? And then on the YouTube, it is also more than sports where we've been growing. We've been growing on YouTube. Surprised how I did it. But again, I guess... All you guys fuck with the content and I appreciate everybody that's checked it out, subscribed, done all that good stuff. Getting paid by YouTube? Huh? What? What? Never thought that would ever happen. But again, just be consistent and whatever you need to do and put the work in and the results will be there. That's the podcast, guys. Remember, take care of yourselves. Have a good day.
have a good night wherever you are. Bye.